this information is public information and they're going to serve it there and and I don't know if your uncle is going to want to receive those documents and also is your uncle going to be responsible enough to get those documents to you on time. You say a lot of the buzzwords that Ed White Harris administrators has. Welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast, your go-to source for professional insights in the long-term care industry. Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day. I'm a long-term care financial specialist. What that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we might need a little bit of care. Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. Shmuel Welcome to this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast. Thank you for tuning in again. And as usual, I'm really excited to introduce to you today's guest. Uh, today's guest is Sarah Rayburn. Sarah is, does business development at V Corp Services. It's a corporate filing and agent solutions for lawyers, CPAs, real estate corporations, startups, and most importantly, nursing homes and healthcare facilities. So Sarah, it was great not meeting you at the LinkedIn meetup, <laughs> um, but that was unfortunate, but it's great that we can connect now. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I'm excited for this opportunity to speak to you and to everyone. It's a great podcast. And yes, nursing homes are just one sector of what we're doing, but it's very important and I've kind of found a niche especially in it. So thank you for having me and kind of voice uh my opinions on, on things that we're going to speak about today. Okay, excellent. So um, we are excited to have you on the show. Now, when we think of compliance, um, you know, I have like PTSD from my administrator days and whenever we think of uh, compliance, we think of state surveyors walking in. We think of being handed uh, lawsuits, you know, being whatever the term is, delivered um, lawsuits by whoever it is. Uh, and other things of that nature. So this is always a challenge operationally when you're sitting in the lobby and you're giving a tour of a, for a potential resident of your facility and walks a police officer with, with an official looking document and asks for you, meaning the administrator by name, and in front of the potential client, the potential resident and family member, they're like, okay, you're served. That's the word I was looking for. You've just been served mm -hmm. by this lawsuit. So tell us a little bit of how your company deals with that. And even before we talk about your company, let's talk more specifically industry-wide. Um, obviously, that's something that's terrible. It's something that's terrible, customer service, marketing, business development from, on every level. Um, yeah. what, what, what is the right way to avoid such a thing? Listen, it happens. People are going to get served. You're not going to not ever receive some type of state government mail or notice, whatever the case may be. It's going to happen. But the fact is that you could actually kind of make sure that it doesn't happen in your nursing home. So like you're saying before, it is very embarrassing when those documents come and they're coming with a, a police officer or uh, somebody from the state serving official documents, it doesn't look good. Um, and, and we all know this. And the way that the world is speaking to each other now, not only is it word of mouth, as soon as somebody goes on and puts that on Facebook or LinkedIn or Google reviews, whatever the case may be, it just 
escalates and snowballs into something that you don't even want to deal with. And the way that you can kind of get around that is electing a registered agent. So when you're filing uh, the formation or you're registering your, your nursing home or whatever the business is in the state, you do have the option to elect an agent of service of process. And what that will do is that person is then, or company, which I work for, we are then responsible to receive any of those service of process documents, state notices, any kind of those legal documents that are coming to the nursing home, we will receive them on your behalf and then send them to you. So there isn't any kind of walking in and having that awkward situation that you mentioned. Um, I've heard many horror stories about it when they don't list an agent. Um, and that's just one way around not having having such a, a, an awkward situation occur. Okay. No, so I really appreciate that. Uh, that, that definitely helps, you know, with with a solution. But uh, look, there are a couple of things I just want to jump in on. The first thing is uh, you will be served if you're in business, and especially if you're dealing with fragile seniors, who unfortunately is the way of life that it's expected for deteriorations in their health is going to happen. Um, and having been, you know, on the operations side for a number of years, it's always the nursing home's fault whenever there's a turn for the worse. Now, yeah. it's, sometimes that's true, and you know, not all nursing homes are perfect, and uh, mm -hmm. there are a lot of challenges and staffing challenges and financial challenges, and this, you know, it's definitely not a simple thing to do correctly, um, but at the same time, uh, many times it's not the facility's fault, but the point is people think that nursing homes have deep pockets and let's go through the nursing home, and adopting that attitude of it's going to happen um, and let's just figure out the best way to deal with it. It's definitely healthier than just praying it doesn't happen because it will. Um, that's definitely, will. yeah, I mean, that's definitely a great point. Um, and you're saying a solution, um, a particular solution is designating someone, anyone, right? It doesn't have to be your company specifically, but l let's say I don't want to pay uh, nursing home owners. Uh, their margins are so slim. They're not going to want to pay anyone to do anything unless it's absolutely necessary. Um, and rightfully so, because they have to try to maintain a operational uh, business. And we, you know, if we have no nursing home operators, our residents wouldn't have a place to go. So let's say I want to do it. Let's say I own a facility. I don't want to hire a company. What are the requirements for someone to be such an agent? Could it be a PO box? Could it be you know a, an uncle who lives on a farm in Oklahoma? How does that work? So that's a good question. So it cannot be a PO box. Um, every state requires that the registered agent have a physical location, so it cannot be a PO box. And it has to be usually within that state. So if you are uh, in Oklahoma and your nursing home is in Oklahoma, your relative, as long as they have an Oklahoma address, you could list them with that address. But just know in most states, this information is public information and they're gonna serve it there. And, and I don't know if your uncle is gonna to wanna to receive those documents. And also, is your uncle gonna be responsible enough to get those documents to you on time? Because as we all know, there is a certain time period that you have to respond to these by. And if you don't respond to them by a certain time period, it even escalates even further. So okay. yeah, the requirements are an address within the state that you are in and a physical address and the person's name or the company name would have to be uh, the registered agent or whatever um, agent name each state is 
allocating to it. Okay, so that would mean that um, if I'm operating in Massachusetts or New Jersey, I could not have somebody in Oklahoma. It would have to be the state that I operate in. Is that correct? That is correct. This information uh-huh. is so I need public to have, information. Uh, I'm just and trying to break this down. I actually dealt with this when I was starting I my company, uh, my marketing company. And um, I also I did hire a registered agent. And certainly early on in the company formation, the last thing I wanted to do was incur another unnecessary expense. So I was asking these questions, but I did not realize that. And one of the things that they mentioned also is that you need to at least say um, that the person there will be somebody there available uh, to respond to and receive documents between I think normal business hours something like that. That is, is that- correct. Um, you have to you have to have someone there, and because we do have uh, addresses in every state and physical locations in every state, uh, our team is available to receive service and process at any time. So you do if you are listing someone else outside of a company to be your register agent, you want to make sure that that person is always home and always available to receive that service of process. Because again, if they're not, it's just another ticker added on to to the to the process document of it not being able to be served. Uh-huh. And it's public information. I'm trying to think that if, not playing devil's advocate, but a little bit, if I don't want to pay for it, I don't want to come to their nursing home, I don't want it to come to my house, I want it to come to someone who lives, anyone who has an office, I guess if I can find a friend who has a company that operates a physical location, even if it's a grocery store, technically, um, but uh, that would be fine, except two things, that they would be, have to be okay that their address is going to be associated in the public record with my business, and they may have a police officer serving me legal documents in their store in front of everybody. Right. And does that look good? Because not everybody understands that it's not their company. It's for another company. Yeah, well, so it might let's, also let's go for them. me. might not look good for them. <laughs> <laughs> but here's yeah. the thing. We're talking about fees, right? We're talking about prices. Some of the rates can be outrageous. And this isn't a plug for my company. But I'll tell you, in the grand scheme of things, it's $112 a year for registered agent services with my company. So if you break it down, $112 per year, yes, money is everything in this day and age, and it's very important, but how much are you going to risk $112 versus not paying a fee, but then taking that risk of not answering service of process on time, not having somebody there to receive it, having it look bad in front of your customers or clients, it's you do have a heavy risk. I feel like it's kind of a no-brainer from my standpoint, but I understand from other people's standpoints that money does cost a lot, but you have to really look at the risk that you're putting out there with all of those options. Got it. Got it. Now, you mentioned some horror stories. Can can you tell us what what is the very worst uh, story that you've come across either as an agent or maybe for someone who they reached out to after they had, you know, such a terrible incident? So I've had a lot. Um, most okay. recently, I had. A uh, how about how come- about the the most horrific one that comes to mind? Most horrific. Um, it was actually somebody that came to me recently. Okay. They have a good amount of nursing homes. Not not only just one. They have a couple of different locations. Okay. They 
not only did not file any of the state reports that are required with the state in order to stay in good standing with the state, they also didn't update their address on file with the state. So they were receiving service of process to an unknown address and they had lawsuits after lawsuits after lawsuits where they actually came in people started coming in, shutting doors, and they had actual people in these nursing homes. And he just called in a frantic, like, I need to, my lawyer's not responding to me. I haven't, I haven't talked to anybody. I need to figure out how to get these entities back into good standing. He was in a pure panic simply because he didn't have the information up to date with, with like with on, on file with the state. And that he was using himself as a service of process agent at his old home address. At so his old home not, address where he no longer lived? Yeah. That's so, nice. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you've got a lot of things to worry about as, as an operator or an owner of a nursing home, right? You've got so many things to worry about. These things are kind of something that you're not thinking. It's not on the forefront, in the way, way, way back burner of all the things that you have to do, but it really is important. Um, and as you can see in that story I just said, it didn't come out with the best case scenario. We had to get all of the entities back into good standing, all of the locations, which each have um, different companies under each one, all back into good standing, thousands and thousands of dollars just from the state fees alone to reinstate those entities, to bring them back into good standing. And then I don't even know, nor quite frankly, do I wanna know how much money he spent in lawyer and legal fees to deal with all of those lawsuits that were already pending right. against him. Wow, now how did that all come to a forefront? How did, how did he know that all these things existed? Did he get a message from the old uh, tenant, whoever bought his old, whoever took over the house after him? No, they, he had people show up into the different nursing home locations, serving papers, looking for him because they couldn't find him at the other location. Um, but are they allowed they to do that? Yeah, I, yeah, they are. Because if, if I yeah. list, if they're not responding, if they're not responding to different um, lawsuits or, or you know any kind of the papers or documents coming to him that they have a certain time period to respond within and default judgments and things of that nature. So yeah, they're going to, they're going to find you, right? This day and age, people are going to find where you are. Right. right? No, but and I thought that the, let, let's say I hire someone as a registered agent and then they try and find mm -hmm. me and, and let's say for whatever mm -hmm. reason it didn't work out. I hire a company and now it didn't mm -hmm. work out. So they, they, then in other words, let's say I hire your, your company. And for whatever reason, they mm -hmm. come and nobody was available and it didn't work out. So then they would, then they're allowed to come to my place of business and find me? Um, you know, that's a good question. It wouldn't really happen because we have everybody open and we're available. We're very on top of making sure that you've answered. So I'm not, I'm talking about process. your competition. Yeah, yeah. not you. <laughs> it would never happen with um, you. It, it, I mean, it could, it could. Listen, I, I can't say that it can. It definitely could happen. I've seen it happen um, because they know the address of the exact location mm -hmm. of where you're doing business. But um, that's also, you know, on you as a as an owner or a operator to make sure that you stay on top of all of these uh, service of process documents or any kind of the legal. Uh, filings put against you or the nursing home. That's why it's also important that you're hiring 
good outside counsel to help you in these situations. Um, because while we can do the best that we can of, of getting those service of process documents to you, you need to have a, a strong team, a good counsel to back you up in, in these allegations and, and with this, um, the, like just the pending things that, that are being brought to the table against the nursing home. Okay, so say somebody is forming a nursing home entity now, and uh, they're trying to figure out what's the right way to do it. So the natural thing, I'm, I'm thinking this through now. So the natural thing would be, I would, I would say right away, the first thing is put the address at the facility is, if they ask what's your legal address, usually you don't think of all the ramifications. You just say, yeah, wherever the facility is. Now that would, that mm -hmm. would not be recommended. The recommended thing would be to have someone else's registered agent. Now the advantage of having it as the facility um, is that nothing's going to go missing, right? If something comes to the facility, if it's a serious legal matter, I know as administrator, you know, as soon as anything comes, overnight mail or certified mail or anything like that, they'll immediately bring it to me. As much as they know that I hate mail, paper mail, and that I'll try to not touch it if I don't have to sometimes, um, but they know that if something's important, they'll make sure it comes to me right away, then we'll just put it in my box. So that's an advantage of putting the facility's name on it, that it will be dealt with. But the disadvantage is more like the customer service experience, um, which can happen. Now, let me ask, if I'm creating a nursing home now, a nursing home entity, and I have a back office in another state, which many times is mm -hmm. the case. So being that they're related, or maybe even under the same company umbrella, can they list the back office, which many times they don't care, you know, they don't have any customers that come in there. Can they list the back office as the agent for the company? As long as it's in that state, yeah, um, they could list that and that's not a problem. And as long as they're going to have somebody there in the back office during business hours, yes, of course, they could do no, but that. Let's say, let's say um, it's in a different state, but it's the same company. No. no so for a registered agent, um, most of the states require, and by most, I think New York, it actually might be only New York that requires you to have a registered agent outside of New York. Um, it requires but, you to be out of New York or it can be out of New York? It can be out of oh, New York. Okay. But most states require your registered agent to be in the state that you're in, um, meaning that if your facility is in Massachusetts, your registered agent needs to have a physical address in Massachusetts. So if your back office is in Massachusetts, yes, you could list them as a registered agent. If it's not, it's not, it's not possible to do so. Got it. Um, Sarah, let's back up a little bit. Usually before we even get so far into the episode, I like to understand who I'm talking to a little bit so that you know, for myself and for the listeners, they can have a little bit of a better understanding of who you are. Now, um, this is a very specific um, niche type of business. Um, you know, mm -hmm. being a registered agent and specifically focusing on all the types of businesses that we mentioned in the beginning, but definitely working extensively with nursing homes. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what is your background? How do you get into this? So truthfully, you're going to laugh at this. Um, Maybe. I went to school for broadcast journalism. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Um, I had some internships, realized it was a little bit of a cutthroat industry that I didn't want to be in, but I knew I wanted to live in New York. I'm originally from Maryland and I wanted to be in New York. Okay. So I went to a couple of headhunters and was placed here as an EA for the CEO of Vport Services. And I thought, oh, it's just going to be one of those jobs that I'll have on my resume for a year. 
turns out eight years later, here I am. Um, I've grown with the company. When I started here, there was about six people. Currently, we have about 50 within V Corp services, and we were actually acquired three years ago by a large international company called Wolters Core. And that name might ring some bells, especially to this industry, because Wolters Core actually has a large healthcare division internationally. So they also have a tax and a governance and risk uh, section, which we're a part of now. So I started out just as an EA. I'm one of those people that have a little bit of work ADD where I want to take part in everything and I want to help out in any other way. So I kind of felt around just to see what everybody needed help with. And I got to learn the business that way. I really took a liking to the registered agent and the compliance side of like the state report filings. So I started out um, in that section after moving away from the EA position, worked my way up to the director of the compliance department here at B Corp Services, where we ran registered agent services as well as the annual reports, our state reports for all of the entities. And when Walters Kluwer came in and acquired our company, it opened up a whole other team for business development. And that's where I am today. I manage that team of um, just business development executives to help get the word out about B Corp and happens to be that what has brought me more into the nursing home section segment is that um, we went to the AHCA and CAL. I don't know if you're familiar Mm -hmm, with with mm -hmm. that. Um, We went to one of their um, conventions and I just saw the need for this service. I saw so many people struggling with this. Um, whether you have one location, or you have multiple locations, a lot of people were doing this work themselves or they had one person within their office that was doing everything and it's just not feasible and, and the risk is large, right? So that's what kind of turned me on to getting the word out a little bit more especially, you know, to the nursing home segment, this is needed. This is something that is cost effective, not that much, yet it's helpful that you have these services because it could, you know, you could run the risk of really destroying your business. Wow. Now that's a very complete answer. Um, And I'm glad that you're able to share that full perspective of how you kind of started from where you are and to, you know, how you kind of your journey to where you are right now. Um, a few questions come to mind, but let me see if we could try to go in order here. First of all, (laughs) this is something that bothers me deeply. And this is really my other podcast. I love your nine to five show, which I'm recording now back and, you know, back to back for different podcasts. So I have to put my (laughs) different hats on, but this is something that in my role as administrator and having interviewed, uh, numerous people for various positions. I hear the story over and over and over again, how people went for advanced degrees and things that their mother said is going to be perfect for them and that their <laughs> father and their brother-in-law and everyone else in the world is doing so it must be perfect for them. And then, and some of them are $200,000 in debt, you know, six, eight, ten 10 years down the road 
um, you know, they're ready to find themselves, you know, late 20s, early 30s, and sometimes later and more in debt. And then they realize that, at least at that point, they realize that this is definitely not what they want. And that's, that's very painful to hear. Um, it really is very painful to hear. And I always want to encourage people, and I'm not qualified to give the opinion, but I'm giving it anyway, is that before you invest all that time and money, get your hands wet a little bit, get your feet wet, figure out what you want, you know, you know, and a lot of times what you, you know, what you need to get there is much shorter, uh, much cheaper, or even if it's not, at least it's something completely, completely different. So is with that introduction, is the plan for being a sports uh, broadcaster completely off the table? Or is that still going to be your side hustle? Right now, listen, I have two kids. I live here in Rockland County. I enjoy my life. I enjoy being able to only have to travel 5% of, of the work year. And being a sports broadcaster, I definitely wouldn't have that lifestyle. So I wouldn't say it's completely off the table, but um, in the grand scheme of things, do I see it in the near future? No. <laughs> maybe I'll broadcast much. for my kids' sports teams in a couple of years, but okay, fair <laughs> enough. maybe that's yeah. as close as it'll get. Okay, but getting back to the, the nursing home part of this, I think you know what you said uh, before I think is critical and key and maybe even be, you know, uh, the most beneficial thing that comes out of this conversation. And that is that as nursing home owners and operators, being that the margins are so slim, we're petrified of attorneys. We're petrified of legal teams because we all know how expensive they could be. So sometimes instead of dealing with the issues that we know these are real issues, instead of doing that, sometimes we will kind of bury it and hope that it goes away. And I've given this, ex- no. yeah, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't go away. Um, I'll never forget in high school when I got my first credit card. If my father is listening, I'm sorry. Um, and I bought, I don't know, some, something relatively cheap, like, I don't know, $15 or $20. And I had absolutely no income, if you can imagine, at that point. Right, and right. Um, I was hoping that it would go away. And in my mailing address actually was the school. And those oh. every month, you know, or, you know, those things kept on coming until, until I came to the realization that it's not going to go away. You have to deal with it. And, right. um, you know, until you come together with the money and take care of it, it's not going to go away. So when it comes to these legal issues, a lot of times we are hoping that, you know, the lawsuits, well, they'll forget about us. They'll give up on us. The registered agent, let, you know, let me Google it and figure out what I can do. And truth be told, that works for a lot of things. But some of these things can literally pull a business down. You could spend years creating a successful business. You could be providing the highest quality of care. You could be providing a professional atmosphere for your staff to grow and thrive. And you could be doing everything right. And there was one case where one person, um, legitimately or not, uh, hired an attorney to, to serve you with a lawsuit or something like that or some state filings. Um, which were not done correctly, and that could really pull the whole organization down. So you said you went to the conference and you saw that there was a need for this. I think mm-hmm. part of the reason why it wasn't being addressed is because I know we spoke on the phone that, you know, and you mentioned that you're not an attorney and your group is not offering official legal advice. And the same thing is true with, you know, small companies like mine as we start off. You know, we're looking for legal advice without paying for legal advice. And there are, you know, le- the legal Zooms of the world, of the world which... Maybe I'm not allowed to say that word because I don't know this competition for you. But the point is 
that uh, people are scared of it. And the people are trying to, you know, let me try to figure it out. Let me do this the easiest way that I can do it without calling in anybody, without really putting that issue up there on the big screen and dealing with it. So with you stepping up there and doing it in a very affordable way, especially if you have a niche which you focus specifically on the nursing home and healthcare industries, uh, that's definitely filling a need. Now, what is, you know, when you reach out to some of these nursing homes, or I guess I guess they reach out to you, like has there been any very telling comments or aha moments from the client side when they finally see what you can do for them and how it's not going to be, it's not going to break the bank and they're still going to survive. Like, do you, do you see that on their faces where it's like, okay, this can be, you know, we're not going to die in the vine here. Right. I think that when I'm presenting what we're offering to them, they do get that nervousness of, oh my gosh, legal fees. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so expensive. And then when I say, oh, the registered agent service is $112 a year, they're like, a year? $112 a year. I'm like, yeah, not yeah. an hour. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay, I could do that. I could do that. And then they're more open to talk about things. And then they start seeing we have a, a huge portal that all of our clients gain complimentary access to where they can store documents and they can track those annual report due dates. They can see any of the service of process that's coming in. They can also upload their own documents if you want. And they're like, okay, yeah, I have a huge filing cabinet. The papers are everywhere. I don't know where everything is. It's great if I could just upload it into one thing. All of the doc, all the things that we're filing for them get uploaded there. All the service of process, any of those legal documents that we're talking about coming in are also being uploaded into there. So it's really managing everything for them. It's coming together, it's getting their their entity lives together, as I like mm-hmm, to say, mm-hmm. putting it all into a portal and also just having somebody to talk to. And they're like, okay, this, this is actually making sense for me. This is what I actually need. For most cases, they're saying, this is what I need. Um, but yeah, I think it's that's that aha moment that yeah. because we're not offering legal advice, we're really just here to assist and help. Right they, you know, they see that, okay, like we could do this. This is is, more open to it. Now, right. Just be told, I can tell you again, uh, as administrator, um, you say a lot of the buzzwords that add wide hairs to administrators heads. And we talk about, when you say the word state and compliance and filing and serving and and all of the, all of these things, these are things that, you know, that worry us. And these are things that we really don't, we hope they go away. But at the same time, right. if we can resolve some of these issues um, or at least have a system in place so that uh, we're at least set up properly, so then that's definitely something that makes more sense. Now, I have a question here that's not from, you know, just off the cuff here. Um, as someone who's working closely with nursing homes and healthcare facilities, but not, but not a nursing home per se yourself, um, is there any one thing that you see that nursing home operators do that you say, you know, that's crazy. If I was doing this, um, I would do this completely differently. Um, Because a lot of times it's that outside perspective, you know, which is kind of not, you know, the the extra pair of eyes or whatever it is that's not actively involved for the fact that you don't see the whole picture. Sometimes you can see certain things that that, uh, those in the industry don't see. Um, you know, you could yell wrong jungle when we're busy cutting down the trees. 
Is, is there anything that comes to mind when, when I ask that question? Um, you know, just even not so in my position, but I grew up going to nursing homes between the Girl Scout troops that I was involved in as a young girl, as well as my grand, my grandfather being in a nursing home. I just felt like there could be more of a more involvement from the owners. Um, and I know it's very hard to do, but you know, it really makes a difference if you are there and being involved in every step and you don't kind of just step back and say, Oh, you know, my, my nursing home operator is dealing with this and I don't need to, I, I deal with other things. I think if you're involved with most of the things, the, the clients, the patients, the team, you know, everybody that's working with you, um, your staff, whatever the case may be, if you're a little bit more involved in, in a little bit, every little aspect that you can be, I think it just makes a huge difference because it trickles down, right? It's trickled out to your staff. Your staff is going to be a lot more happier maybe and they feel more involved. Your patients are going to feel a lot more happier. Um, you're going to feel a lot more happier because you know what's going on. And you don't have that fear of like, oh, maybe something's going on, but I don't want to ask because I don't want to deal with it right now. Um, just so, different things like that. Okay, so that that's actually interesting because when when you say owner, I mean, if I'm just a silent partner, an investor, and I don't really know or care about the nursing home. I don't want to ever hear about it. I just want to return to my investment. I don't think that's what you're referring to, that that person should be involved. Are you talking about an owner um, as, I guess, the, the final decision maker, which sometimes yeah. I can be, you know, the CEO of the company, the one who's the director of operations on, mm -hmm. on a regional level, um, mm -hmm. by them being more involved and a little bit more hands-on. Okay. I mean, I, I think we see that it, there's all, there are different styles of operations and there are some CEOs that are completely hands-on, uh, mm -hmm. perhaps too hands-on and they know everything that's going on about every employee and every resident. Um, right. And there are some CEOs that are completely hands-off. Part of it's a management style. I was curious, mm -hmm. you're, you're saying that you would see um, a difference as, as a customer, as a resident you would feel that some of the, I guess, some of the ideas, some of the ideas and the principles, and you know, the founding principles, which hopefully every company has, uh, would trickle down better if there was more involvement from the highest level of management. Right? Is that yeah. pretty much it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. And and I think that that being the case, it just all trickles down to a positive oversight of everything, right? Your, mm -hmm. like I said, your patients are going to feel that you're more involved in the incoming families that are touring are maybe going to feel a little bit more welcoming and warm. And um, I just think that, listen, being in a nursing home, you want to have that warm, fuzzy feeling because maybe there's other things that are happening where you can't have that, so to say. Um, so it, it would be nice to, to see that and to have that. That's from a personal aspect, no, uh, that's like a, I said, from, from what I've seen personally, not in, in the uh, filing paperwork behind the scenes. <laughs> no, I understand 100%. And um, you know, some nursing homes, you come in there and you get the home failing. Sometimes you don't. Um, having high, higher level management involved definitely can help with that. Um, Sarah, I know that uh, our time is coming to a close here. And I definitely appreciate you coming on 
the show before we give your contact information and you know the 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 URL for your company and all that any final thoughts on this topic of being set up properly from a legal perspective that you would want to leave our podcast listeners which are the professionals uh, in the in the nursing home industry Right. So as we mentioned before, I can't give any legal advice, but um, as a friend of friend, if we're listening to the podcast, we can associate ourselves as friends. Mm-hmm. Um, just to not stray away and to not think that things are, as we've said so many times here, things are going to get taken care of on their own and just to leave it alone, it's, it'll it'll all heal itself because it's not going to, right? You're going to get served. Something's going to happen. Just be on top of it. Whether Whether you're listing us as a registered agent, another company, maybe your law firm is a registered agent, maybe your accounting firm, whoever the case may be, make sure that you have someone there who is going to get you those documents or get those documents taken care of as soon as possible because if they don't, it just is a snowball effect into a disaster mess that you don't want to deal with. Okay, awesome. Um, Sarah, what is the, again, what is the name of your company? How could people reach out to you if they want to hear more about this topic or if they want to discuss some of your services? So we are V Corp Services. Uh, you could reach out to us by email, by phone. We're people. I know you mentioned legal Zoom before, but we are actual people that pick up the phone. You could call me, any of my team members here. Uh, we do give that personalized service. Um, I will give you the phone number before, but it's 888-528-2677. Email Sarah. Can you give that number? Go ahead. 888-526-2877. And then also you could email me, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H. Don't forget the H at vcorpservices.com. Um, and and we'll be happy to help you. vcorpservices.com on the, on the web if you want to check us out. We're also doing a promo just for this podcast. If you actually listened all the way through, which I hope you did, um, we're going to do a, you could reach out to me and say that you listen to the podcast, the Nursing Home Podcast, and we'll give you 10% off of the service fees. Nice. Okay. Thank you very much. That's very generous of offering something uh, for our listeners. Thank you again, Sarah, for coming on the show. We definitely appreciate your perspective that you shared with us today, um, how important it is to take care of these legal issues. They will not go away. Uh, the best is to set up your entity correctly from the beginning. So when the inevitable does happen, you're prepared. And again, this is not legal advice. Um, this is just friend to friend. This is something that should be set up properly. And then once, uh, I guess once uh, someone served papers or whatever, if there's any additional questions, then I guess they can reach out to uh, whatever legal advice they would like to see. But again, thank you, Sarah, for making some time um, and coming yeah. on the show. I'm sorry we couldn't meet in person last week. It was still last week. All right. Um, we'll, 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 we'll get there one day. <laughs> we'll get there one day. All right, excellent. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast. Be sure to head on over to iTunes and check out the Nursing Home Podcast and subscribe to the show. This will ensure that you never miss another episode and you always are up to date on what's going on in the nursing home industry. If you leave us a review for the Nursing Home Podcast, our promise to you is to send you out something special 
uh, to your home for taking the effort to do so. So uh, take a screenshot of the review once you do it and share it on Twitter with at Shmuelsep. That's at S-H-M-U-E-L-S-E-P. When I see that, we will connect and send you something special. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast. Check back for our next episode. And don't forget to subscribe and review and share that with me on Twitter. Thank you.